the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Marriage Monday, and we're kicking off the week talking about widowhood. Are you ready? Let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me, your bridge-building voice, right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone watching me on my socials, thanks a lot for tuning in. At Anderson Speaks is my handle there for YouTube and for Facebook and for all of my social media. And then, of course, we're on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country, WAVA, 101.1 FM. Right here out of Arlington, Virginia, covering all of the DMV. That's D.C., Maryland, Virginia, parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well. So thanks a lot for tuning in. We are a call-in talk show, and if you want to join today's conversation, we're going to be talking about widowhood. You know, we talk about marriage every Monday, but what happens when the person that you married passes away? Where do you go from there? And uh, can you start dating again? Should you? Can you get remarried? Should you? Is it okay to stay single for the rest of your life because you had the best that you had and you don't want anything else? Those are the kind of conversations we're going to have with our special guest in just a moment. And so I'll introduce to you in just a moment, Ms. Melanie Jackson. But before we do, let me give you my phone number. Our number is 888-432-7434. That's 888-432-7434. Three, four. Of course, you may be driving and saying, how do I remember all those digits? Well, just remember the word bridge, 888-43-BRIDGE. Now, before we get started, I want to say a word of prayer, commit our time over to the Lord, introduce our topic and our guest to you. So let's pray. And of course, if you're driving, you keep those eyes open. Okay, here we go. Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up this morning and giving us an opportunity uh, to talk about uh, marriage and the person that we uh, committed our life to and uh, even life after death. We just pray that you would give us a sense of uh, comfort today as well as insight and wisdom. All this we pray now in the name of Jesus. Together, everyone said amen and amen. Now, there are a couple other ways you can get a hold of me. You can always go to andersonspeaks.com. Even uh, when the show's not on, you can email me there, andersonspeaks.com. And then, of course, you can always Go to gracesglobal.com if you want a consulting for your company or your organization. Now, today we're talking about widowhood. And here's the question. How do you navigate the journey of widowhood? 
How can you support someone you know who has lost a spouse? Well, next to me, I have someone who lost a spouse at age 36. Her name is Ms. Melanie Jackson. She's also the leader of a ministry at the church where I pastor, Bridgeway Community Church. She leads the Bridgeway's widowhood ministry known as The Bridge. But Melanie was born in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She received her bachelor's in emergency health services from the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. And shortly after graduation, she met her soon-to-be husband, James Jackson. And from this marriage came four daughters and a son. And in 2003, at age 42, her husband of 14 years died from a brain aneurysm. So at 36 years old, a life no longer looked as she imagined or planned out with her husband. And after those years, you know, she was worshiping at a church. She received an invitation to visit Bridgeway and the rest is history. She's been at Bridgeway almost or more than 10 years now. And she also works for the DOD military sexual assault hotline and a victim advocate at Hope Works in Howard County, as well as Greater Baltimore Medical Center. But she serves as the leader of the Bridge Ministry, which is a ministry uh, for those who are journeying through widowhood. Ms. Melanie Jackson, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thank you. Good afternoon. It's good to have you. I think we're working on your uh, microphone here. And yes. now that uh, you're here at the microphone and we're talking about widowhood, did you ever think you'd ever, ever be able to talk about widowhood? Did you ever see yourself as being a widow? Is this surreal to you? Oh, very. Um, I think that when anyone is standing uh, before their officiant and saying their marriage vows, they never imagine those for sickness and health and richer and poorer until death do we part. I think we say it, but we don't embrace it as um, possibly our life journey. Mm -hmm. So I said those vows. I was 22. And um, I was in Philadelphia staring at this amazing person thinking, all right, God, thank you for my person. And um, I never imagined that 14 years later, uh, five children later, uh, we had just moved into our home five years before. Uh, I just never imagined that that would be my journey, that till death do us part, I was going to be walking in that stage. Mm, and so when it happened... I assume that you were completely surprised. Is that true? A hundred percent. What happened? My um, my husband was a police officer. That was his last job. And um, I think that any spouse of certain professions, police, firefighters, uh, military, they kind of walk through in their own head and space of that what happens if phone call. Mm -hmm. um, and so I used to have those what happened if phone calls conversations with myself and I, I would tease my husband and say you know don't have them call me don't have them knock on mm -hmm. your door and he would say okay okay and then we would just kind of have regular conversations like any other married couple um, the funny thing is the August before he died he died in January we attended a service with um, his aunt passed away in Baltimore and driving back home again he brought the conversation up you know, if anything happens to me, I want you to do these things. Mm -hmm. And I just, I dismissed it. I said, right. I'm 36 years old. Right. We, we, we don't need this conversation. It should be what's for dinner. Right. And so, um, you know, he, he tried to infuse it. 
into our, our, our for some reason, into our, our conversation. But I, I just, I dismissed it. I didn't want to hear it. I think that um, there's certain words that people don't want to hear. Mm -hmm. They don't want to put life on them. And I think um, that dying and widowhood are, are just widow are, are words that just have their own power behind them. Sure. And we just don't want to say them sometimes. So he just basically brought it up. You dismissed as no big yeah. deal. But you're saying months later yeah. he passed away. What happened? From August to January, we just had regular life. Um, he had suffered with migraine headaches in the past, so that was not anything that was odd. Um, he, we got up for church on Sunday, and um, he said he had a headache. He was going to stay home, so I took the kids, and I said, no problem. We'll see you when you come back. We came back, and he just he had this headache that just wouldn't stop. It wouldn't mm -hmm. let off. He had his medications. Um, both of us have medical backgrounds. He was in the Army. He was an Army medic. Um, down at Fort Sam Houston, and I was an EMT. So, you know, I'm kind of checking the boxes. You know, did you take your medicine? Are you mm -hmm. hydrated? Right, right. And, you know, just going through the normal stuff. You're 42, you just had a physical. Sure. Um, and after day one and then day two. So you come home from church, you're still not feeling right. well. You go through a couple more days. Right, and right. And then what happened? And uh, he went to work Wednesday night because he had to get the payroll together for his officers. Mm -hmm. And um, he came home and laid down Thursday. I went to the grocery store. I told him, um, I'm going to take two of the kids. I left two home. Mm -hmm. And um, it was supposed to snow. So he told me, hey, get something fun because I think I'm going to surprise the kids and stay home from work tonight. Mm. So I said, okay. And um, I said, I'm going to run some errands. I said, I love you. Talk to you later. He laid down, was taking a nap. And um, I, ran, I ran out the house. And this is on Thursday now? It, it was a Thursday. Okay, and th was that the day he passed away? Yeah, I went to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. I called my daughter and said, hey, can you knock on the door and tell Daddy wake up? Um, because I had made an appointment for him to have an eye exam. Again, mm -hmm. checking those boxes. Right. And, um, and she said, he's not answering. So I said, okay. And my heart just dropped. Mm. But I, I, I said, okay. And right. I ran home. And ran home, and when you came in, we'll find out what happened when we get on the other side of the break. If you want to join the conversation, maybe you have a question about widowhood or even how to support someone who's lost a spouse, maybe you have yourself. Give us a call, 888-43-BRIDGE. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Chebla Diglu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Diglu a current Doctor of Philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to ogs.edu today and apply, or call 
If you're anything like me, you see all the division and hostility in the world, and you know that if you just had the right tools, you could make a difference. You could help bring some healing. You could be a bridge builder. Guided by Dr. David Anderson and the Gracism Global Team, I learned how to live and lead by becoming a positive solution in a world that's dealing with such negative problems. I went from feeling overwhelmed to being empowered, from being a bystander to becoming a bridge builder. Dr. Anderson has taken the principles of racism around the world, helping corporations, ministries, nonprofits, and government leaders grow in their ability to bridge the deepest divides of color, class, and culture. Through Gracism Global's coaching and certifications, you can gain the confidence and skills to bring change right where you are. Whether it's for you or your whole organization, we're here to help you bring the power of Gracism into your life and leadership today. Visit GracismGlobal.com and join us on this transformative journey. We're not just fighting against racism, we're building a world of Gracism. It's Marriage Monday. Call us with your questions about marriage and relationships. Now here's your host, Dr. David Anderson. That's me, live right here in the nation's capital, hanging out with you and Ms. Melanie Jackson, who's sitting with me today. She's the head of our Bridgeway Community Church's Widowhood Ministry. It's called The Bridge. And if you don't know, I'm the pastor of a church in Columbia, Maryland, as well as in Owings Mills, Reisterstown, Maryland, called Bridgeway Community Church. You can learn more by going to bridgeway.cc. In fact, uh, you know, we're talking about widowhood, and widows are younger than you think. Uh, there's almost 12 million widows in the U.S., and approximately 2,800 new widows are joining these ranks every day. What do you think the average age of widowhood is? Believe it or not, it's 59, according to the frequently cited figure attributed to the U.S. Census Bureau. And next to me is Melanie Jackson. And if you're just tuning in, she was telling us about uh, the day that she walked in and her husband, who she'd been married to for 14 years, uh, passed away unexpectedly. And so, uh, Ms. Melanie Jackson, once again, thanks for being on the show. And tell us, there, there you go, <laughs> tell <laughs> us uh, what happened on that Thursday. So on Sunday, he had a headache. Right. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, still couldn't get rid of this headache. Uh, you, you tell somebody to go wake him up. They right. say he's, they can't get in or he's not w waking up. Right. So then you come home. Right. What happens next? Um, I went into automatic. You, mm -hmm. you know, I think that, that there's certain situations that people – like when you have a car accident, you're just going to go into automatic. You reach for the glove box for the insurance information and things like that. So that's what I did. I went into automatic. Mm -hmm. um, I from. But you're not home yet. No, I'm. I'm driving. I I got my groceries. I put them in the car. Okay. I packed up two of my kids. Uh, my son was three, and my daughter was twelve. Okay. So you get home. Then what happens? And got home and ran up the steps, and I knew automatically. The room was still dark, but he wasn't in bed. So I was like, okay, the shower water's not running. 
He's not in the closet getting dressed. What's happened? Mm-hmm. And um, he had fallen onto the floor. Okay. And um, was he already passed away? And he had then? already passed away. And right? then what went on in your mind at that moment? Were you in shock? It was. It was. But it was. It was a really weird kind of thing. It was like I've been in this space before, but now I'm not playing it and then hit and rewind and playing it and hit and rewind again. Now it's mm-hmm. my life. It's your life. Yeah. So it was a thing of. Um, what to do. So the medic brain of me just started giving those assignments. And I pointed to each of my kids and said, I need you to call 911. I need you to go outside and wait for the ambulance and tell them where our house is. I need you to take your little brother downstairs. Mm. And, um, and I did CPR on my husband. Mm. And I never um, thought, I mean, I've been learning CPR since days of Girl Scouts, since mm-hmm. I was 12. And I just never imagined that I would do it. And yeah. let alone that I would do it on, on my on spouse. On husband, yeah. Right. Did he ever come back or no? No. Uh-huh. 888-432-7434. Maybe you uh, are a widow, a widower, or know someone who is and wondering, what is life like now in this journey? Well, we have someone here who might be able to help walk you through it, talk you through it, pray you through it. Give us a call. Our phone number is 888-432-7434. Let's go to Lena. She's on the line in Washington, D.C., Hello, Miss Lena. How are you today? Fine, thank you. Good to hear your voice. Yours as well. And thank you. I, it was a shock when I heard you. You're going to talk about widowhood? What? Mm-hmm. Now that's up my alley. Wow. And I just lost my husband in April of this year. Mm. I'm so sorry um, for your loss, Miss Lena. Thank you. I've been. I was married for 40 years. Like you, I had one birth son and four girls. Two mm-hmm. sets of twin girls and one son. And, um, you know, I was there when my husband was transitioning uh, because he had cancer and he was a GW and I would stay in the room with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, the way I put it now, the word you are married, M-A-R-R-I-E-D, but in a matter of seconds, the M slips up and becomes a W, the A becomes an I, the R-R becomes a D, the O becomes an I-E, and the D in marriage becomes a W. And you, you've gone from married to widow. Mm-hmm. So when I walked out of that hospital after 10 days of going home and coming back and forth, mm-hmm. I'm leaving out now as a widow? There's right. been a lot of black uh, things in my black life, but I ain't never been a widow. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was, so now it you're was shocked that, into a new level of a, a new life. I'm sh- yes, I'm shocked. And so now, of course, all everybody, all my kids, 50, 40, 43 mm-hmm. are the twins. Um, so everybody's grown and all. And now I'm in, the, in an apartment by myself, the apartment that we moved in here about three years ago. And life is different. Mm-hmm. You know, when I put stuff on his side of the bed, he used to say, I'm gonna get this stuff off my side of the bed. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. You know, but now that that joke can stay on his side of the bed. I ain't got nobody to complain right, about. Right. Right. Getting this stuff off my side of the bed. You yeah. Know? Well, so, it's been six months. Th- what are you th- What are you thinking mm-hmm. now, or what thought or question do you want to leave with us today? So the thought is now I, you know, I've been saved for a very long time, mm-hmm. and now I say, Father, I'm all yours now. I don't have. We're gonna go home to the husband. He's going to be calling. Where yeah. are you? Helen, where are you? You know, mm-hmm. I don't have that. So um, just, Lord, what is it, my assignment now? Right. Where right. do you want these size 10s? That's the two size I wear. Which way, which way you want these size 10s to go today? Right, you know? right. So, and if I can lead somebody to Christ Jesus, invite them to church, 
than I am. I'm not interested. I'll never say that I'll ever get married again, but I'm not interested in that. I'm mm. not. That's not what my heart is. I'm just well, now, Lord, what yes. is my assignment for me? Well, thank you for uh, calling and sharing your story with us. I'm going to let you listen to Ms. Jackson on the air. Um, Ms. Okay. Melanie Jackson, God bless you, Ms. Lena. Uh, is this normal that a lot of people, once they move from being married after for her over 40 years into widowhood now they're now they're looking at their life saying hmm what's my assignment now oh very much i i can understand miss lena when she said going into this apartment that used to be ours Mm -hmm. and now it's mine terminology with everything in your life changes Mm -hmm. um you know, when you fill out applications now, you don't check the married box. When you do your taxes, you check head of household. And then, you know, some some places don't even have widowed as a space. You have to check single. And mm-hmm. you, you're you adamant now because let's, it's let's like Let's talk about not. that for a second. Is that, uh, is that a bad thing? Like, like, should we always have widow and not just single because you want to identify as widow? Right. Right? The, the thing is, is that, for widowed people, we know at one time we were married. Right. So for us to check a box of single almost negates our marriage. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Did y'all just hear that? That's new news. So it's it's mm-hmm. like you the world may forget it. But you're not gonna. But you don't forget it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we don't remember what we ate three days ago. But I can tell you what I was doing and wearing in the time. When my kids were born mm. and when my husband died, there's certain things that just are embedded into wow. you. Interesting. Well, th- this is so important for people who are in this space and also for those who are not in this space, but they could be uh, very quickly. Like y- one's life can change so quickly. Yours in less than a week. Sure. Mine was in the grocery store. <clears throat> right. Like I went shopping. I came home. I left at one fifteen. To go to the grocery store, I came home at 3.30, and I was widowed. How about that? So two hours. Mm. So is there any recommendation you might give to someone like a Miss Lena who is now on this journey? It's been six months. Uh, Is it true or not true that you shouldn't do anything for a year, like make any major decisions? Like should she look to move now or anything like that? It's That's a rule of thumb is I mean everybody has their own personal journey but I I kind of ascribe to that rule of thumb one year mm-hmm. because your first year you're in such a fog for the first 3 4 5 months you're just filling paperwork out you mm-hmm. you know you you write the death date the social security number right. the place of it's, it just becomes robotic after a while you're probably discovering stuff you didn't know either like paperwork and stuff I I didn't know well I knew James's social security because I always filled out our health papers and things like right, that right um you know whenever something came he would just kind of drop the packet down to me right but the I had to just fill out so much stuff and after a while you're so busy doing the business side you don't get a chance to do the personal grieving side mm, right right and then if you have children like I did you're busy making sure they're okay. Right. And then you have to deal with yourself. But sometimes that takes a little while longer. And that's why that first year, you just try to put it on hold until that fog lifts a right. little bit. Well, and you're probably even dealing with uh, things like a pair of shoes. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you see things that 
he wore these shoes and they're just sitting here now. Sure. Is it little things like that that could really trigger emotional pain? It's James died in January, so right around the corner after that was February, and that's Valentine's Day. Uh huh. So, you know, I would walk through the store. You can't go through any store, grocery store, department store, um, without seeing hearts and without seeing couples oh, yeah. and that. And, and I just, I hated people. And it was a terrible mm. thing to kind of admit that I was just so hurt and envious of everyone that oh, was wow. holding hands and everyone that right. was, had a partner with them. So and that was all triggering emotional pain. Oh, very much. And um, did you ever just want to lock yourself in the house and not go out? Do people feel that way sometimes oh or yeah. not necessarily? Or no, do they no, go no. to the other extreme and just go out and just party? <laughs> yeah, no, and, and, and it's, it's on both sides. Sometimes house is your safe space because it's what you can control. Yeah. You can't control the decision of death. That's something that God does, and I had to understand that I had no control of that, mm-hmm. that, um, that God decided the, the dates, and I just had to kind of go along with it. He didn't ask my opinion. He didn't ask my vote. Right. Nothing. Um, so sometimes the things that we can control, like our behavior and our actions, and sometimes home is safe because you can control and manipulate everything that's there. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we get back from our commercial break, let's talk more about the kids. Let's talk more about finances. Sure. Let's even talk about the future with other human beings, not the ones you hate. <laughs> you know, but even the idea of, I'm sure, dating and romance sure. has to enter into one's mind at some point in time. And so when we get back, we're going to talk with Ms. Melanie Jackson. We'll reboot, re- reboot the show in just a couple of minutes. I'll get to some of you who are on uh, the phone lines as well. We're talking about widowhood and uh, how do you navigate that journey. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We'll be right back. Buy gold. Buy gold. Buy gold now. This is Advantage Gold, the number one trusted gold company in America. And we're helping people just like you with a 401k, IRA, and or retirement account protect and secure their wealth with physical precious metals. Gold prices have shot up to over $2,000 an ounce in the past 30 days, and we believe this could be just the beginning of a new gold and silver boom. If you want to own physical precious metals, then call 800-900-8000 and schedule your free private one-on-one call. You must have a 401k, IRA, or retirement account to qualify. Call 800-900-8000 and schedule your free one-on-one private call with our award-winning gold IRA specialists. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Your future is precious. Protect it today with Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. Coming up this week from Bible teacher Chuck Swindoll. I am personally convinced that the number one enemy of unity is the tongue. Not drink, not drugs, not even a poor church program. It's the tongue. Hear Chuck Swindoll's practical application from his study on the leader Nehemiah this week on Insight for Living. Weekdays at 2.30 a.m. and 6.30 a.m. on WAVA. Christian news, views, and much more online at WAVA.com. Plus, you can listen live anytime. 105.1 FM, WAVA. Listen to Pathway to Victory with Robert Jeffress, weeknights at 7, here on 105.1 FM, WAVA. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. 
Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, and evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898. And you're going to be blessed by taking action right now. It's Marriage Monday, if you're just joining us, and we're talking about a very special topic. We're talking about widowhood, and I have a special guest, Miss Melanie Jackson, leader of our uh, widowhood ministry here at Bridgeway Community Church. And the question for you is, how do you navigate the journey of widowhood, and how can you support someone who may have lost a spouse? It's something that married people don't really think a lot about, hoping that you never really have to deal with it right. until you're like old, 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 and then you expect it. But uh, Melanie Jackson, you were 36 years old when your yes. your husband of 14 years passed. Yes. And surprisingly so. Never a journey, never thought that that was going to be a word in my vocabulary. I was 36. You know, I grew up with, if you if someone at church passed away, you would hug them and go, oh, Sister Sue, I'm so sorry. And you just kind of keep it moving. Yeah. And I was sitting in my pew. It was me and then the kids and James. And yeah. we took up the whole pew. The pastor used to tease us and say, oh, you were fruitful and multiplied. And, uh -huh. and that was just us. So people don't see that stage because it's not something that's theirs. It's not something they right. can embrace as theirs. Right. But it was you and your five kids and your, your husband, James, who was 42, and he passes away uh, really within a four-day period. He says, right. I have a headache. So you go to church with the family. Four days later, you go to the grocery store, come back, and he has passed. So he had a brain aneurysm. Is that right? Yes. And it just it just happened, and now he's dead. You try to CPR. Yes. Doesn't happen. What happens after someone is dead? Let's talk about, like, funeral arrangements and all of that. Like, how do you grieve when at the same time you're like, oh, my gosh, I have to tell everybody. And then and we have to find a church, and then uh, we have to do a, a funeral, and, and we have to receive guests, and we have to do invitations, and we have to do a program. Like, does all that flood in after you lo lose a loved one? It's a million things. Like, sleep doesn't happen for a while because your brain's in, in so many things going on. Um, I was really blessed to have an amazing church family. Mm. Um, at the time, we were worshiping at Mount, Mount Pisgah, AME in Columbia, mm -hmm. and they were at the hospital with me. They were at home doing dishes. Um, they were, like, step-by-step step with me. Yeah. So, great. and then my family was amazing. So the one thing I, I, I wish for everyone that has to go through this is connectedness. It's just to build community, whether it be their family, whether it be their church family, whether it be their neighborhood family. But um, that's how the, the bridge, our widowhood ministry was birthed. It was just to start that connectedness for people. Mm, so people really do need that support during that time. Okay, so now you're a widow. What about yep. the ring? What do y'all do with your ring? So Men and women, <laughs> now you don't have a spouse anymore. Right. They go home to be with the Lord or whatever. 
uh, do you still wear that ring to try to remember them? Everybody does different. So I wore mine for almost a year. Oh, okay. Um, mainly because, you know, we see ourselves sometimes differently than other people see us. Mm-hmm. And when I would go out with my kids, I never wanted someone to look at me as the single black woman with these four children that probably mm. had multiple fathers. And it's like, we, oh, we, we conjure all these things up right. in our heads. Right, right. I wanted my ring to just be like someone wanted me. Someone had me. I belonged to someone. Mm-hmm. And this was our family. So I wore my ring for about a year. Now, for when you took it off, was it a major deal? I took mine off and I went to a jeweler and I had it fused to James's ring. So it was almost like an infinity symbol because uh-huh. the two rings were together. Okay. And I wore it around my neck. Okay. So I wore it with, as a necklace. Uh-huh. And I wore that for almost two years. Okay. And then I just put everything away. Gotcha. So it really was a process yeah. over time. And I'm sure that's different for everyone. Well, if you want to talk to us about this topic, feel free to give us a call. My phone number is 888-432-7434. Let's go to Danita. She's in Lockville, Maryland. Hello, Miss Danita. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Um, well, Dr. Anderson, and I'm so glad that you are finally talking about this topic. Mm-hmm. because it's different strokes for different folks. Right. Um, I didn't know my husband very long. I married him in 2015. He was probably ill with prostate cancer when I met him. Okay. You said probably. Does that mean you didn't? And by December. Does that mean you didn't know he had it? He didn't. He he didn't know because he knew everything. He knew about everything, and he was right about everything. Which he was wrong about that. He didn't. Okay. He felt he was doing a great thing by not going to the doctor. Okay, understood. And I, fa- I found myself angry when he died mm-hmm. because when he met me, I had great insurance and I was going to help him get, you know, extend his life. And that, you know, he knew everything. God put him with a regimented pill taker. Mm-hmm. And he didn't take the pills, went back to the doctor, said, okay, can we put the cancer back to sleep? Mm. <laughs> but, so you had, a, man you said, had no, a male you had a male who didn't want to listen to the doctors, and that's probably why you were mad at him, huh? I w- no, I was mad because he didn't want to go to the doctors to get, I mean, men, our men do this. They don't mm. want to go to the doctor for mm. a prostate exam. And what I year, mean, we, what year did he die, Miss Danita? He died 2019. Okay. December. Okay. And and I could I could rattle off the date, the time, where mm-hmm. I was, what was happening, just like mm-hmm. you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have kids together. My kid is an adult. His children were adults. That's a whole other topic about the children. But I will right. say this: um, being have you never? I know I don't think anybody plans for that. We say the words. But I don't think anyone plans for their mate to die. That's period. right. Hey, listen, uh, Miss Denise, I got to keep moving. Thank you so much for calling. That's yes, a good sir. place to end on. No one plans for yes. it. Maybe we should. When we get back, we'll talk to Miss Melanie Jackson. We'll take your phone calls as well. Faith, I'm coming to you in Baltimore also. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. 
Do you need to be encouraged, or do you know someone that needs encouragement? Dr. David Anderson has compiled his sermon series, Be Encouraged, into a book which will be sure to encourage yourself and others. For a donation in any amount, we'll send you a signed copy of the book. To make your donation, visit andersonspeaks.com, click on the Donate button, and we'll send you your copy today. Have you ever listened to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson and wondered how we come up with heartfelt discussions on Marriage Mondays or engaging topics on Tough Topic Tuesdays? Well, our listeners are our inspiration. We would love to keep hearing from you. So if you have an idea for the show, let us know because comprehension begins with conversation. Send us your ideas by sending an email to info at andersonspeaks.com and join the conversation on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I've got Mr. Andrew Altman on the line. He's the owner of Best Buy Waterproofing. How in the world are you, Mr. Altman? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm alive and grateful. What products do you offer besides waterproofing? And the reason I asked you that, Mr. Altman, is because I know that when I needed, uh, you know, all the water in my backyard that was running like a river, I needed it drained, and you were able to put a drain there so we don't have a river in the backyard anymore. It sounds like you do more than just waterproofing in the basement. Yes, we do a lot more. We offer roofing, siding, basement remodeling, crawl space encapsulation, kitchen and bath, mold remediation, crack injections, and stamped concrete. Also, porches like we just did for you. Let me ask you about the financing. If somebody wanted to finance uh, the work that needs to be done, whether it's a screened-in porch, one that we have, which is wonderful, or whether it's uh, they got to get a new roof, everybody doesn't have a lot of money to do it. Do you have a way of helping people? We offer all types of financing. We finance everyone. It doesn't matter what their credit is. We're here to help everyone. We have no payments for 12 to 18 months. We have zero financing. We have low monthly payments. We finance everybody regarding their credit. We're here for everyone. That's bestbuywaterproofing.com, where if people want to call you directly, they can call you at 844-980-3707. Thank you for your partnership, Mr. Andrew Altman, with Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Thank you very much. We are so grateful. Dr. David Anderson hanging out with Ms. Melanie Jackson. She's the leader of the bridge. That's Bridgeway's widowhood ministry. And that's what we're talking about today. Widowhood on this marriage Monday. How do you navigate the journey of widowhood? And how can you support somebody maybe who has lost a spouse? Let me ask that of uh, Ms. Jackson. How do you support somebody who loses a spouse? Because it not only shocks you and it's a trauma for you but i'm sure all of james family all of james friends all of your church friends do people are they like disequilibrium not sure how to respond very much it's almost like you have leprosy sometimes people just kind of wave at you from afar right they don't want to catch the grief they don't want to make you Uh, cry right so 
they figure they'll just kind of do that real quick check-in. How you doing? You good? Okay, good. Mm. And then they just keep moving because it makes them feel at ease that I checked in, but they're not looking at your eyes. They don't want to want to sit. They don't want to sit in that space with you, right? Yeah. yeah. But they do. But I I don't fault them because sadness and grief and things like that. I mean, it's a part of life, but not everybody is okay to have it be on your sleeve and out there and open. So would you say one of the things that people could do to support uh, a widow is to actually enter into that emotion with them? Sure. And it's okay. We're not fragile. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes a, a lot of strength for you to have to navigate this new life. Yeah. For widows and widowers, you know, I'm I'm really blessed that within our widowhood ministry, we've got guys that are amazing. Mm. And because men don't reach out the way that the women do. They don't right. sit and talk the way we do. So I love our guys and I and I'm thankful so for the women. So men need this too. too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they need connectiveness, they need community. Um if they're younger, they may need to navigate how to raise their children. Um, or if they're middle-aged, they may not be the ones that have cooked. They may right. need that kind of help. And those are those things that we do within the bridge. We have those kind of talks, those hard talks. So there is a difference between widows and widowers in the way they their deal needs. with sure. their grief and stuff? Sure. Uh-huh. And are men ready to get married sooner? That Generally I, I, speaking? Generally speaking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. usually they do. Uh, sometimes it's more of a companionship. Sometimes it's, it's a that they just need to have more routine again. Mm-hmm. So whereas women sometimes I've I've seen they may have to learn how to drive because they didn't drive. That was an older school of women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but sometimes a lot of the men are I wasn't the one who cooked. I wasn't the one who raised the kids. I wasn't and now they're doing this by themselves and they're right. like I just need some help. <laughs> right. I need need a lot of help. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's interesting. And uh the idea of dating someone or even remarriage, right. is it best for a widow to meet and marry a widower? If not best, is that something that seems natural or not necessarily? You know, it's funny because to deal with someone that is widowed, the person that they're dating has to be strong within themselves. Because unlike someone who is divorced where their former spouse is still walking around, right. with someone that's widowed, their former spouse is a memory. So you have to be okay to understand that we can't take those memories away. And mm. it's okay if I say their name. And it's okay if I recognize their birth date. It doesn't mean that I don't love you. Oh, wow, right? Because I'm like, why are you bringing him up? Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and there but if are it was your ex, if it was an ex-spouse. Right. You're going to see them at graduation or you're going to see them yeah. in the grocery store. But, you know, so... I've, I and how do you compete with a memory? Yeah, how do, you know, you're married to James. Right. Uh, James is gone. Right. Uh, now you're dating Bobby, and Bobby is like, I'll never be able to live up right. to Jane. Right. So how do you deal with that as a widow? Do you? You have that hard you, conversation with them. Okay, you do. You mm-hmm. you you have to. You have yeah. to. Talk. It's you know I'm. It's so different now navigating. Um, the whole journey of, you know, married at 22, widowed at 36, and now I'm 57 and dating again. And um, and it's hard. So you sit down, you have those conversations of, hi, I'm Melanie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it used to be the I'm a Gemini and all kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. 
but now it's I'm widowed and I've got X amount of children and grandchildren and so let me give you all this stuff first. Yeah, so you can if, deal with it. See if you put it can on the table now. Exactly. See if you can handle that. Right, right. Now, is it easier if that person is also widowed? This is the first time. So I'm I'm in the long-term relationship. I've been dating. Um, his name is John, and it's okay. been three years, wow. and he also is widowed. Okay. So this Does is the that first make it easier? Time. You know, I think so because we speak the same language. You know, um, if he says something about his wife if i say something about my husband um we've had those conversations um we've asked those questions and we understand the crazy mm. you know we understand right. the, the sitting out because you don't want to go back home now so you know what time the restaurants close or you right. know which restaurants have kids eat free because those are the days that you don't have to cook and you know you learn the crazy that's what we call yeah. it and when someone else that's why within the bridge Everyone just has a safe space. I always pray that we just have a safe space right. that, that your crazy is validated. Quite interesting that the language you use, you said his wife, my husband. If y'all were divorced, you would say my ex-husband right. and my, his ex-wife, wouldn't right. you? Right. Isn't that interesting? I have, a fr I have friends that I, I love that have gotten remarried, that were mm -hmm. widowed. Uh -huh. And I've asked them, um, what do you consider yourself? And they say, I'm a widowed person that's gotten remarried. Uh -huh. As opposed to? I'm, I am remarried. Uh-huh. It's like our, our, I stat, still have our stage. To, I still have to honor that marriage. That marriage. Right. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Let's go to Faith in Baltimore, Maryland. Hi, Faith. Welcome to the show. How are you? Just fine. Can you hear me okay? Yes, ma'am. What are you thinking today? Thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, I was... Uh, just thinking, um, I lost my husband three years ago mm -hmm. on our 22nd anniversary. Wow. Now, my, sto my story is a little bit different because when, when we married, um, I was 24, he was 27. Um, I knew, we both knew, we had these conversations about his health and um, the longevity of our life together. Um, he had juvenile diabetes, and um, even during our dating, had some complications. So when when we stood, you know, um, you know, stood there and, and gave our vows, you mm -hmm. know, there was always a thing back in the back of our minds that we may not grow old together. Gotcha. We really felt that we would not grow old together, um, and uh, we didn't. So um, the thing is, uh, for me, uh, so many things change. Um, change drastically um it could be something like you go to church on sunday and where you and your husband would sit uh someone else is in that seat right you know right. um uh just feeling like you don't have a place you know where yeah. you know you would be invited to fourth of july or different events right and you you find yourself not being invited or right. you know just things like that um where you just feel like you don't have a place and then also family changes um yeah. Uh, it just seemed like uh, uh, I lost my identity in a lot of ways. Right. My Faith, husband was a, he was a. Miss mm -hmm. Faith, I'm going to ask you to hold on. I got to run to this break. When I come back, I'm going to give you sure. uh, a, a moment to give a final thought or question, and then we'll land the plane together. So don't you go anywhere. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. God of creation, there at the Picture yourself with your two best friends. Now picture this. One in three adults has prediabetes and doesn't know it. 
but prediabetes can be reversed before it becomes diabetes. So, you and your friends take the free one-minute risk test today to learn your risks and the steps you can take to turn prediabetes around. Visit virginiadiabetes.org forward slash prevention. Brought to you by the Virginia Department of Health. Attention parents, leaders, and educators. New Beginnings Leadership Center presents Jesus at Work 2023 on Saturday, December 2nd at the Sheraton Pentagon City Hotel in Arlington, Virginia. Jesus at Work 2023 is a seminar parents, leaders, and educators will not want to miss. It's all about the children, but it starts with you. Register to join your host, Samuel and Raysenia Moyer, and other presenters for interactive discussions about the impact of educational policies coming against our Christian values. Where will our children be in five years? Will they be messed up, confused, fearful? What are the alternatives? Now is the time for parents, educators, and leaders to activate God's power and promises and apply biblical solutions to address these challenges. Jesus at Work 2023 is a safe space for adults to get to know and understand your rights as parents, leaders, and educators. Presenters will discuss these critical issues and provide tools to help you navigate through the chaos. Register at newbeleadership.org. newbeleadership.org. Dr. Charles Stanley. Now, what you have to decide is this. Am I really grateful for what God has done for me? And if you're not, you can decide today, Lord, I want to be a believer, a follower of Jesus who is overflowing with gratitude. The teaching of Dr. Charles Stanley on In Touch, helping you grow in Christ every day. Weekday mornings at 830 on WAVA. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I've had as my guest, Ms. Melanie Jackson. She's the leader of the Bridgeways Widowhood Ministry. And I wanted to talk about widowhood, how to navigate it, and even how to support those who uh, you might know who are widows or widowers. Before the break, I had Miss Faith on. She was from Baltimore, Maryland, sharing her story of uh, losing her husband three years ago after 22 years of marriage. Miss Faith, let me get your final comment or question from you. Uh, so finally, um just how do you how do you uh, how do you find your own identity, especially when you're married to someone who's influential where wherever he goes, church, you know, and within the family, you know, everybody looks up to him, everybody looks up to you as a couple, and now you're by yourself. Hmm. How do you um, how do you go on to 
journey of finding yourself, finding who you are and your own identity? That's a good question. Ms. Jackson? I, I think that you have to remember who you were before you got married because you took that person into your marriage. So, you know, if you enjoyed painting or if you enjoyed traveling or if you, you know, like to cook, then go back and revisit that person again and grow that person because you were someone before you were Mrs. Somebody, you were you. And um, it's just, I, w- I would just take that quiet space right now in time to just revisit who you were. Mm, is that helpful, Miss Faith? Yes, yes, it is. There you go. Thank you so much for hanging with us today. As I turn to you, Ms. Melanie Jackson, any final words or thoughts before we land this plane, so to speak? Yeah, um, I really encourage everyone that is in, in that season, because right now it's a season. Widowhood doesn't last forever. It, you know, Even if you don't marry again, the hurt and the pain doesn't sting as much mm. as time goes on. But um, I just really encourage all widows and widowers to reach out and build community. It, it may not feel good. You may not want to tell your story over and over again. Um, but there's people that are there. We're really blessed with the widowhood ministry here at Bridgeway. And um, we've got over 90 people. And from that, four have gone out and now started groups at their churches. So mm. it's, it's really easy to do just to sit and, and build community and fellowship with those that speak your language. And it just makes you feel a little bit better. Wow. If someone wanted to get a hold of you and find out more about the ministry, mm-hmm. what would be the best way for them to reach out? Uh, we have a, an email here at Bridgeway. It's thebridge at bridgeway.cc. The bridge at bridgeway.cc. That right. is the name of our widowhood ministry. You don't have to be a part of our church to no. be a part of it. Like she said, over four people have gone out and started them at other churches. If you want to get a hold of her, there's the email address, the bridge at bridgeway.cc. Ms. Melanie Jackson, thank you so much for starting this ministry at our church. How many years has it been now? Uh, six. Six years. Well, yes. thank you so much. I know it's very fulfilling for you, and, and it really meets a need for the body of Christ. So thank you. Well, you're welcome, and I thank you for the opportunity. Um, it was because of a sermon that you had a series mm-hmm. on Better Together. And so we just talked about what does that mean to be together when your spouse isn't here anymore? Oh, yeah. And so we started the bridge as a way to build community so that we can be each other's cheering section and we can mm. be each other's sidekick and plus one. And so I've been blessed to go to weddings and funerals and graduations and mm. we are each other's community. I love it. Well, as we end, Lord, we want to say a word of prayer just to say thank you for the season we did get to spend with those who we married. And Lord, we thank you that our life goes even on beyond them. Give grace and peace and strength today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And amen. Help your children. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.